Exodus 10 through 12. God said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh. I've made him stubborn, him and his servants, so that I can force him to look at these signs, and so you'll be able to tell your children and grandchildren how I toyed with the Egyptians, like a cat with a mouse. You'll tell them the stories of the signs that I brought down on them, so that you'll all know that I am God. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, God, the God of the Hebrews, says, How long are you going to refuse to knuckle under? Release my people so that they can worship me. If you refuse to release my people, watch out. Tomorrow I'm bringing locusts into your country. They'll cover every square inch of ground. No one will be able to see the ground. They'll devour everything left over from the hailstorm, even the saplings out in the fields. They'll clear-cut the trees, and they'll invade your houses, filling the houses of your servants, filling every house in Egypt. No one will have ever seen anything like this from the time your ancestors first set foot on this soil until today. And then he turned on his heel and left Pharaoh. Pharaoh's servant said to him, How long are you going to let this man harass us? Let these people go and worship their God. Can't you see that Egypt is on its last legs? So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. He said to them, Go ahead then, worship your God. But just who exactly is going with you? Moses said, We're taking young and old, sons and daughters, flocks and herds. This is our worship celebration of God. He said, I'd sooner send you off with God's blessing than let you go with your children. Look, you're up to no good. It's written all over your faces. Nothing doing. Just the men are going. Go ahead and worship God. That's what you want so badly. And they were thrown out of Pharaoh's presence. God said to Moses, Stretch your hand over Egypt and signal the locusts to cover the land of Egypt, devouring every blade of grass in the country, everything that the hail didn't get. Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt. God let loose an east wind. It blew that day and night. By morning, the east wind had brought in the locusts. The locusts covered the country of Egypt, settling over every square inch of Egypt. The place was thick with locusts. There never was an invasion of locusts like it in the past, and never will be again. The ground was completely covered, black with locusts. They ate everything, every blade of grass, every piece of fruit, anything that the hail didn't get. Nothing left but bare trees and bare fields not a sign of green in the whole land of Egypt. Pharaoh had Moses and Aaron back in no time. He said, I sinned against your God and against you. Overlook my sin one more time. Pray to your God to get me out of this. Get death out of here. Moses let Pharaoh and prayed to God. God reversed the wind. A powerful west wind took the locusts and dumped them into the Red Sea. There wasn't a single locust left in the whole country of Egypt. But God made Pharaoh stubborn as ever. He still didn't release the Israelites. God said to Moses, Stretch your hand to the skies. Let darkness descend on the land of Egypt, a darkness so dark you can touch it. Moses stretched out his hand to the skies. Thick darkness descended on the land of Egypt for three days. Nobody could see anybody. For three days, no one could so much as move, except for the Israelites. They had light where they were living. Pharaoh called in Moses, Go and worship God. Leave your flocks and herds behind, but go ahead and take your children. But Moses said, You have to let us take our sacrificial animals and offerings with us so we can sacrifice them in worship to our God. Our livestock has to go with us with not a hoof left behind. They are part of the worship of our God, and we don't know just what will be needed until we get there. But God kept Pharaoh stubborn as ever. He wouldn't agree to release them. 
Pharaoh said to Moses, get out of my sight and watch your step. I don't want to see you ever again. If I lay eyes on you again, you're dead. Moses said, have it your way. You won't see my face again. God said to Moses, I'm going to hit Pharaoh in Egypt one final time, and then he'll let you go. When he releases you, that will be the end of Egypt for you. He won't be able to get rid of you fast enough. So here's what to do. Tell the people to ask each man from his neighbor and each woman from her neighbor for things made of silver and gold. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people. Also, Moses was greatly admired by the Egyptians, a respected public figure among both Pharaoh's servants and the people at large. Then Moses confronted Pharaoh. God's message, at midnight I will go through Egypt and every firstborn child in Egypt will die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the firstborn of the slave girl working at her handmill, also the firstborn of animals, widespread wailing will erupt all over the country. Lament such as never been and never will be again. But against the Israelites, man, woman, or animal, there won't be so much as a dog's bark, so that you'll know that God makes a clear distinction between Egypt and Israel. Then all these servants of yours will go to their knees, begging me to leave. Leave, you and all your people who follow you, and I will most certainly leave. Moses, seething with anger, left Pharaoh. God said to Moses, Pharaoh's not going to listen to a thing you say, so that the signs of my presence and work are going to multiply in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron had performed all these signs in Pharaoh's presence, but God turned Pharaoh more stubborn than ever, yet again he refused to release the Israelites from the land. God said to Moses and Aaron while still in Egypt, This month is to be the first month of the year for you. Address the whole community of Israel, telling them that on the tenth of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one lamb to a house. If the family is too small for a lamb, then share it with a close neighbor, depending on the number of persons involved. Be mindful of how much each person will eat. Your lamb must be a healthy male, one year old. You can select it from either the sheep or the goats. Keep it penned until the fourteenth day of this month and then slaughter it. The entire community of Israel will do this at dusk. Then take some of the blood and smear it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which you will eat it. You are to eat the meat, roasted in the fire, that night, along with bread made without yeast and bitter herbs. Don't eat any of it raw or boiled in water. Make sure it's roasted, the whole animal, head, legs, and innards. Don't leave any of it until morning. If there are leftovers, burn them in the fire. And here is how you are to eat it. Be fully dressed with your sandals on and your stick in your hand. Eat in a hurry. It's the Passover to God. I will go through the land of Egypt on this night and strike down every firstborn in the land of Egypt, whether human or animal, and bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am God. The blood will serve as a sign on the houses where you live. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. No disaster will touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. This will be a memorial day for you. You will celebrate it as a festival to God down through the generations a fixed festival celebration to be observed always. You will eat unraised bread for seven days. On the first day, get rid of all yeast from your houses. Anyone who eats anything with yeast from the first day to the seventh day will be cut off from Israel. The first and the seventh days are set aside as holy. Do no work on those days. Only what you have to do for meals, each person can do that. Keep the festival of unraised bread. This marks the exact day I brought you out in force from the land of Egypt. Honor the day down through your generations, a fixed festival to be observed always. In the first month, beginning on the 14th day at evening until the 21st day at evening, you are to eat unraised bread. 
For those seven days, not a trace of yeast is to be found in your houses. Anyone, whether a visitor or a native of the land, who eats anything raised shall be cut off from the community of Israel. Don't eat anything raised. Moses assembled all the elders of Israel. He said, Select a lamb for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the bowl of blood and smear it on the lintel and on the two doorposts. No one is to leave the house until morning. God will pass through to strike Egypt down. When he sees the blood on the lintel and the two doorposts, God will pass over the doorway. He won't let the destroyer enter your house to strike you down with ruin. Keep this word. It's the law for you and your children forever. When you enter the land in which God will give you as he promised, keep doing this. And when your children say to you, why are we doing this? Tell them, it's the Passover sacrifice to God, who passed over the homes of the Israelites in Egypt when he hit Egypt with death, but rescued us. The people bowed and worshipped. The Israelites then went and did what God had commanded Moses and Aaron. They did it all. At midnight, God struck every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, right down the firstborn of the prisoner locked up in jail, also the firstborn of the animals. Pharaoh got up that night, he and all his servants and everyone else in Egypt. What wild wailing and lament in Egypt. There wasn't a house in which someone wasn't dead. Pharaoh called in Moses and Aaron that very night and said, Get out of here and be done with you, you and your Israelites. Go worship God on your own terms. And yes, take your sheep and cattle as you've insisted, but go and bless me. The Egyptians couldn't wait to get rid of them. They pushed them to hurry up, saying, We're all as good as dead. The people grabbed their bread dough before it had risen, bundled their bread bowls in their cloaks, and threw them over their shoulders. The Israelites had already done what Moses had told them. They had asked the Egyptians for silver and gold and clothing. God saw to it that the Egyptians liked the people and so readily gave them what they asked for. Oh yes, they picked those Egyptians clean. The Israelites moved on from Ramses to Sukkoth, about 600,000 on foot besides their dependents. There was also a crowd of riffraff tagging along, not to mention the large flocks and herds of livestock. They baked unraised cakes with the bread dough they had brought out of Egypt. It hadn't raised. They'd been rushed out of Egypt and hadn't time to fix food for the journey. The Israelites had lived in Egypt 430 years. At the end of 430 years, to the very day, God's entire army left Egypt. God kept watch all night, watching over the Israelites as he brought them out of Egypt. Because God kept watch, all Israel for all generations will honor God by keeping watch this night, a watch night. God said to Moses and Aaron, these are the rules for the Passover. No foreigners are to eat it. Any slave, if he's paid for and circumcised, can eat it. No casual visitor or hired hand can eat it. Eat it in one house. Don't take the meat outside the house. Don't break any of the bones. The whole community of Israel is to be included in the meal. If an immigrant is staying with you and wants to keep the Passover to God, every male in his family must be circumcised, and then he can participate in the meal. He will then be treated as a native son, but no uncircumcised person can eat it. The same law applies both to the native and the immigrant who is staying with you. All the Israelites did exactly as God commanded Moses and Aaron. That very day, God brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt, tribe by tribe. Well, finally, after all of the plagues, Pharaoh decides that he will let the people go. And it's sad to think that it came to such destruction. It was like each plague kept building on the next one until finally the only way to convince Pharaoh 
that God was who he said he was, was striking down the firstborn sons. And I think it's so interesting that God chose to make sure that it was included that the Egyptians favored the Israelites and also that they gave them their silver and gold as they fled. And we'll find out later what happens to that silver and gold, but it's interesting that the Egyptians, God made them favor the Israelites. And really what it was, was they could see that the God that the Israelites was serving really was in control. And so at the end, they were willing to get rid of them no matter what the cost, as well as Pharaoh. He just wanted them gone. But as we'll see in the next passages, he quickly changes his mind.